Hi there. Welcome to another edition of Making Money. Ron Hebert is the financial coach, a retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead. We've known each other for a long time, like to talk about investing. We, we told our listeners last week, Ron, we were going to dip into the footwear section this week, and I, I, I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, I'm aware of Nike and Reebok and Adidas and all these different companies, but it's such a big area, isn't it? Well, when you consider there are 16 billion feet out there that need footwear, yeah. and global spending in the sector last year totaled $500 billion. This is a big sector, and, and uh, once again, you know what we try to do on this show is just highlight things which the average investor is probably not thinking a lot of, but uh, there's definitely opportunity here. So we're going to we're going to talk about this. I mean, there's some areas of, that are high growth, but, you know, it, it has been a steady and climbing sector. And shoes have to be replaced regularly because of fashion needs. They, they go out of fashion. And people have a lot of shoes. You know, they've got athletic shoes, formal wear shoes, yard work shoes, casual wear shoes. The average male has 12 pairs of shoes. The average female has 27. And we're not even talking about the Mel DeMarcos. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as an example, I mean, and I've seen some documentaries over the years where various celebrities collect shoes. They can you can make some huge money if you happen to have the right pair. Correct. Oh, Roger Bannister, the shoes he ran the sub four minute mile in, uh, they sold for four hundred and twelve thousand U.S. Uh, Michael Jordan, the pair of shoes he wore in 1985 and in at an exhibition game in Italy, the Nike Jordan ones, they they sold for six hundred and fifty thousand U.S. And the shoes that Michael Jordan wore in his fifth game as a professional in nineteen eighty four, uh, they were Nike Air, they were the ships. Well, they went for one point four seven million, and I've seen some auctions recently where some of Michael Jordan's stuff has gone for over $2 million. So, you know, if, if you're a collector and, and you know what you're looking for, there can be some real money in this stuff. So you mentioned Nike. I mean, that's a, that's a brand that, well, actually, when you think about it, Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson and I guess Tiger Woods were the three big drivers for that brand, but especially Jordan, right? He took that thing to the stratosphere. Yeah, Nike is the largest player in the shoe market. They're literally six times bigger the next competitor. Uh, they're a U.S. company. They trade under the symbol NKE. Uh, they own Jordan. They own the Converse brands. And, of course, uh, the umbrella brand is Nike themselves, which they also make clothing. Uh, Nike was founded in the 1960s by Phil Knight, and it's been a very steady performer. Even though all the ups and downs we've had over the last few years, the stock's up 33% in the last five years. It's 36 times earnings and actually has a dividend of 1.2%. Adidas, another one, <clears throat> excuse me, they make a lot of clothing too, but they also make footwear as an example, right? They're, yeah, and they're a, they're a German company. The symbol is ADDYY. They trade over the counter in the U.S. and they're the second biggest player in the shoe market. Uh, they haven't done as well over the last five years. They've had negative returns of minus 16%. Uh, they're 136 times earnings and a yield of 0.4%, so haven't done much for investors over the last half decade. Uh, what's this next one? On holding. I, I'm not yeah. familiar with that. Yeah, they're a Swiss company that specializes in really high-end athletic shoes. 
worn by really elite athletes. That's so, why I haven't it, heard of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the stuff that that hackers like me wear when I uh, when I get on my bicycle or go for a walk. The company was founded in 2010, and it's uh, it's come out of nowhere. They've got 700 million in sales. Uh, they've only been public for a couple of years now. And the share price is down 17% in the last two years. They're about 107 times earnings. Deckers. Yeah, we, we know Deckers because uh, the, one of their mo- they're probably their most popular brand is the Uggs, the, the Ugg boots that you see, especially in winter. Right. And uh, they have Tens, Teva, Sanskrit. The stock is up 383% in the last five years. So Deckers has really, really performed well. They got a PE of 19, and they do not pay a dividend. The symbol is D-E-C-K. They trade on the U.S. This next company, <clears throat> excuse me again, I had a little bit of a frog in my throat here. I can remember buying a pair of Skechers a long time ago, and I think they had two models in the store I was shopping at the time. They have really grown, have they not? They have really, really grown, and if you watch uh, the, the, the that uh, you see regularly, uh, being the brand spokesman is Ringo Starr. You see him sitting there on his set of drums with his pair of Skechers on. Skechers, they're best known for their chunky but very comfortable casual shoes. I think uh, I went down and looked at uh, my shoe collection. I think I've got seven or eight pairs of shoes, and I got two pairs of Skechers. The stock is up 65% in the last five years. It's got a PE of 19 and a yield of zero. And Crocs, they have become enormously popular in the last few years. I know my granddaughter has several pairs of them. <laughs> yeah, and Crocs at one time, you remember, you know, I'm not even too sure how far back it was, Gord, but they became really popular, and then they died. So Crocs is C-R-O-X. It trades on the NASDAQ in the U.S., and the company is known for their soft, spongy, boat-like footwear. And Crocs has had some amazing ups and downs, and, and certainly recently, because they're popular again, the stock is up 585% in the last five years. I mean, that's better than most tech stocks. The PE's 11, it's not even all that expensive, and it doesn't pay a dividend. So there's, there's some of the major players, but, but if you want to ponder getting into this sector, where should we be paying attention here? Well, first of all, you've got to look at the fashion trends. <clears throat> Some companies, uh, you know, if uh, the brands get hot and then they cool off, you can be in for a real roller coaster ride. And certainly uh, Crocs is probably the best example on the list that we talked about. You know, when if, if they get out of fashion, uh, they can fall quite dramatically. And then on the upside... If they can reconfigure their offerings so that uh, they're they're back into fashion mainstream, they've got enormous potential on the upside. And so you want to be watching. This is an area where if a brand turns around, often the gains are enormous. And if you're looking for consistency, uh, Nike has been consistent for six decades, but it's uh, it's big and it doesn't grow that fast. But it's a steady blue ship. And so you've got to remember that this industry is fickle, and it uh, it has volatile prices, and sometimes you're in favor, and sometimes you're out of favor. So if you buy into the footwear sector, you've really got to keep your eye on quarter to quarter what these things are earning, because um, when they go out of favor, it's like the tipping points we talked at about here 
last week. Uh, the tipping points can all of a sudden turn against it. And when it turns against it, these things can go down quickly. So you want to be buy these things, but always be watching. These aren't things you stick in a drawer and look at once a year. So it seems it's a very appropriate to say tread lightly on these, right? <laughs> yes, tread lightly. That's a good way of putting it. All right, Ron, we're back again next week with another edition of Making Money. Remember, if you have a show suggestion or a question, feel free to fire away at us. Let'smakemoney.ca is our website or through cfcw.com. We'll try to get, it might take us a while to get to the answer, or if it's a show suggestion, it might be a few weeks down the road until we get the information put together. But we're always happy to hear from you. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, I'm Gord Whitehead. We'll join you again next week with another edition of Making Money. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.